Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 535, coming to you on the 22nd of November, 2023, the year of our Lord, 2023. Yes, that's right. We would do well to remember that. And today's episode will be entitled, JFK Blown Away, and not in a flippant, disrespectful attitude in that, no That is the lyric from the Billy Joel song, and I thought it was very appropriate on the anniversary. 1963 seems like it was so long ago, yet it is not. All right, before we get into the subject matter du jour, which is going to go beyond Mr. JFK or former President John F. Kennedy Jr., no, senior, whatever, He was gone before I was born, so forgive me if I got it wrong. It is senior. All right. Like I said, the best way you can help me make a difference, and I I feel like I need to reiterate this, since November the 3rd, which has been not even three weeks, we have had nine episodes, well over 800 downloads well over 800 downloads on nine episodes in less than three weeks. And I want to thank my four listeners out there. You guys have been extremely busy helping me grow the show. All right. Everybody that subscribes, follows, and shares is a big deal. We are making an impact. We are changing minds. We are changing the narrative. And it's less about whether or not you agree with me and more about listening to somebody else talk about something and be willing to share it and be willing to debate it and argue it. And quite frankly, I spend a lot of time trying to be as objective as I can because the show is named according to Cal. So it is about what I think, what I see, what I hear and my understanding of events. And guess what? I'm human. I occasionally get things wrong. If you listen to my wife, it's probably a little more than occasional. That being said, I'm laughing, dear. You should too. My biggest fan, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Uh, The thing that I want you to remember is by sharing, by following on the social media, by rating and reviewing, you're helping us get past the algorithms, past the AI that generates obstruction, if you will. Now, I'm not here to fix the world. I can't. I do focus a lot on McKinney, Texas, Cowling County, Texas, and that's right, Texas. I have decided as of late that I ought to rethink completely excluding and not paying attention to what's going on at the national or even international level. But I promise you, anytime I bring that up, I'm going to do my best to relate it back to Texas at the very least. We don't live in a box. We we don't live in, in you know isolation. We are functioning inside of a world that has things going on all the time, whether we like it or not. Knowing that a lot of that, or in fact, almost all of it is beyond our control, it does help us to understand how those things imprint and change the daily lives that we have here in Collin County, in McKinney, Texas. That being said, why does this matter? Well, because if you don't grow your show, you die. If you don't bring more people in, you don't expand our reach. 
Rating and reviewing is very helpful. It makes a big difference. And for the record, I am still on Facebook. I have a page. I have a group. And I do visit MeWe. I do visit Gab. And for the time being, I'm still on YouTube. The audio is there. It's there to share. Now, I'm also fully aware that occasionally I misspeak. Occasionally I say a word that upsets people. It is really never my intent to pick a fight for no apparent reason. And I try to be very careful on the words that I choose and the topics I talk about and the interconnectedness that exists. But to be fair, I am human and I will get things wrong. And I'm not going to apologize for my show. I'm not going to apologize for positions that I take. But if I should happen to say something that clearly crosses the line, and I don't think that I have, but if I should... I own my mistakes. I've always owned my mistakes, both politically, socially, personally, and professionally. That's how I do business, and that's how I do this podcast. So this episode is going to be a little interesting. It's number 535. That means there's 534 numbered episodes before this. And there's probably another 20 or 30 of them that are unnumbered, including a few that I have replayed over the time. It is the day before Thanksgiving. To the best of my ability, I will try and have a short Thanksgiving thank cast or thankful cast, if you will, and something for Friday. It has been a challenge overcoming my uh, infection. It's tough when you talk as a show, right? When you dependent upon your voice and you have something wrong with your respiratory system. Fortunately, modern medicine, generally good health and a nurse wife do help me recover and do help me function, but I'm not a hundred percent. I can't get out and about like I want to. And quite honestly, I'm pooped at the end of the day. So of course that could be just getting old too. Who knows? That being said, I'm going to do my best to give you a good episode and be concise. And it's going to be a little inflammatory. That is not necessarily my intention, but it is going to be the outcome because of the subject matter. So what I want you to do is take a deep breath, buckle up, come along for the ride. And then rather than get mad at me for asking the questions or pointing out what I believe is the obvious You need to consider who did this, why they did it, and what was the purpose for what they did. Who, what, why, right? Okay. And quite frankly, how did they get away with it for so long? All right. Here we go. On with the program. We're going to warm up with or start with the celebratory, (laughs) that's the wrong, memorialized day, November the 22nd. Right. So, you know, I've talked to both my parents. My, my mom's gone to be with the Lord, but before she did, I, I did talk to her about this idea that people remember where they were when this happened. This was the most newsworthy, most important event that happened in their lifetime, or at least in their young years. I think my mother-in-law would feel the same way as would pretty much anybody else that's a boomer. And I'm not using the term 
to be the pejorative just as a descriptive, including the silent generation and the greatest generation. They all remember the date, November 22nd, 1963. It is now 60 years later. This happens approximately eight years before I'm born. So I have no concept of what's going on here or what's all at play. But from what I have learned, one, what you've been told is a lie. Two, the report that they fabricated to make the public happy is full of lies. And three, we probably will never, ever really know what happened. The, the fact that they are trying so hard to sell you on the concept that a lone gunman did this on his own is crazy, ludicrous. I, I realized back in 1963, it was a different world. And, you know, to have somebody like that cruising around in an open air convertible in Dallas, I mean, perhaps it was a recipe for disaster. I don't really know. Or it could just be that maybe, just maybe, Mr. Kennedy, former President Kennedy, crossed somebody or created too big of a problem that he needed to be dealt with. Now, I have no illusion that John F. Kennedy was a good man, was a good husband. I'm going to give him a lot of grace that... He suffered horrific injury and suffered from pain for most of his adult life. He did use drugs to function, as do, unfortunately, a large percentage of our current population, whether they are prescribed or not. That's the world we live in. He was an early adopter. He apparently liked women a lot and his wife tolerated. Both of those things, while personally repugnant, morally reprehensible, don't necessarily mean he cannot function as a good president. I suspect it had more to do with the fact that he was not interested in expanding our interaction in South Vietnam. I suspect it might have had something to do with the fact that he created silver certificates that ultimately led to his demise. But I don't know. I can't say with any level of certainty what the primary motivation was. It's fairly well known that he crossed or double crossed the mafia. It's fairly well known that he double crossed the Cubans. It's fairly well known that he got upset and fought with the CIA. It's fairly well known that his brother was creating his own little mess. And we'll catch up with that in a few minutes. So the end of the day. JFK got blown away because apparently he upset far too many people. Now, what's sad is, I mean, even your average Republican looks back with some amount of admiration to the guy. I mean, the whole mythological, wow, but we butchered that word, mythological Camelot you know, the, the American royalty exists largely based off the fact that the guy was cut down in his prime. Setting all of that aside, my concern is we don't really understand what the true motivations were. We don't understand what the true outcome was. But what I can tell you is landslide Lyndon took over 
And I'm fairly certain that didn't work out so well for these United States. But then again, guns and butter proceeded for several more decades. Now, what my biggest concern is, what if, what if our factions or functionaries within our own government were directly responsible or at least complicit in the assassination of a sitting president? How odd is it that they did all but assassinate the last president? And I know of people that are deeply concerned that he won't even make it to the election because he's going to create too much trouble and somebody's going to off him. I don't know if I subscribe to that theory, but it is interesting because he was the one that went to go declassify all this stuff that went on with the JFK assassination. So I would be rather curious as to what he knows and whether or not he very much is in fear for his life. I mean, it's no coincidence that he was warned by a sitting U.S. senator from the state of New York, Chuck Schumer, that you don't cross the security apparatus. I'm paraphrasing. They have six ways from Sunday to get back at you. I suspect that that had already started before he was ever elected. President Trump, I'm speaking of. President Kennedy, on the other hand, said he wanted to smash the CIA into a million pieces. I suspect his brother felt the same way, which is ultimately what led to his demise. But we're going to put a pin in that for just a moment. Next up, we have Malcolm X. Now, he changed his name. Uh, when he converted to Sunni Islam, when he broke away from the nation of Islam, when he when he started making some changes towards the end of his life. I don't have all the details on that. I'm not going to pretend to uh, be well informed on the matter. But again, February of 1965, he was killed. And of course, they convicted some people of that murder, which later were exonerated. So it makes you Wonder, well, who really killed him and why? Well, it's suspected that now that he had left his more aggressive activist background, now that he was squabbling with, if you will, for lack of a better term, with the nation of Islam as a Sunni Muslim, and being that he was having some serious concerns with the problems within the nation of Islam, as well as concerns within the branch of Islam that he adopted, particularly some of the things that Muhammad had done, it it is curious as to whether or not he would have continued on that path. Now, he was a threat. He was a threat to the United States government, yes, but he was also a threat to the nation of Islam. And let's not forget some of these guys, not all of them, but some of these guys have, let's call it, sordid backgrounds. Interesting backgrounds. Not unlike some of the folks that were in New York that come originally from Italy. Use your own conclusions here, folks. I'm not saying that maybe he wasn't reformed. I'm not saying that he didn't have a crisis of conscience and he was looking to be a better man or a better example. I, I'm not judging him because, again, this is now six years, actually almost seven years before I was born. So I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't experience it. I don't know what was playing on or playing out here, 
I, I don't claim to know the details, but I do know what we've been told is almost certainly false. I do know the things we were taught about this situation are almost completely false. I, I do know that I've learned that this is just another one of those situations where another man was cut down, presumably at the prime of his life, when he was going to start making some major changes and some effective changes, and that couldn't happen. Now, who was behind it or what groups were working together to get the preferred outcome? I don't know. But again, another guy blown away. That brings us up to 1968. Now, 1968, in April, they took out MLK. And then in June, they took out RFK. Now, I got to tell you, this is weird that you had four, I call them major political actors cut down in the space of what? That's right. Five years, five years they did this. And so let's, let's go back and rehash just a little bit. April, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. Killed. Now we, again, are almost 100% positive. The guy that was convicted of killing him didn't in fact kill him. Now, who did it? Well, I mean, I don't know. They've buried that pretty well. But but we're certain that the official story is inaccurate. We're, sitting, we're certain that they lied and falsified documents and, and created a false outcome. We're, we're certain that they killed him, but for what purpose? So here, this is where it gets dicey because same thing here. Apparently or allegedly, he was going to get involved with the non-interventionists, the the pacifists. He was looking to eliminate or step back from the black folks enlisting, taking part in the wars. Now, maybe this is an echo of what happened with Malcolm X because it was theorized he was going that same direction. Certainly, Muhammad Ali had already done this, right? He took a conscientious exempt, conscientious objector exemption, formerly Cassius Clay, right? He converted to Islam and then said he was a pacifist. Now, whether you believe it or not, I don't think anybody dislikes Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali. And it's one thing to get in a boxing ring and fight, you're not killing the guy. That's not the goal. So a certain amount of respect that basically potentially threw away his entire career to stand up for something that he felt was right. Likewise, now you've got uh, Martin Luther King, who again, I'm not going to suggest that he was a good man. I'm not going to suggest that he was a good Christian. I, sus- I would suggest he was trying to do some good things. I will suggest that on the grand scheme of things, perhaps the good things he did outweighed some of the negative things he did. But I mean, same thing. <laughs> he got caught uh, with people that weren't his wife. <laughs> he he is known to skirted many laws, allegedly, allegedly. And, uh, you know, he had, Socialist or communist ties. That was a big problem. 
Oh, and I get it. But the 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 uh, non-interventionist, the peace side here, affected potentially the outcome of the Vietnam War. We're we're in the heat of the Vietnam War here, and we've got a major civil rights leader basically saying, "Yeah, we are not going to encourage black folks to go fight in this war anymore." Not my theory, but I think it's plausible. I think it's very plausible. And once again, the guy that got convicted probably isn't. Well, let's put it this way. I'm 90% certain he is not guilty of doing what they convicted him of. Who did it? Why they did it? Don't know. The official story, as the two other stories, don't believe a word of it. I think it's all false. Can't prove it. Not going to be able to prove it. And guess what? I don't need to. When you're prosecuting somebody... The burden of proof is on the prosecutor. They're supposed to remove all reasonable doubt. Well, let me just tell you here. This is case number three where I have a ton of reasonable doubt. I no more believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was guilty than James Earl Ray. And honestly, I don't remember the names of the guys that got the conviction that were later exonerated for killing Malcolm X, but I'm fairly certain that... There's a good reason why they were exonerated because they were never guilty in the first place, just like the other two guys. All right. Then follow this up with June 1968. You got RFK running around to be the next president. He would have beaten LBJ. Now, in the middle of all of this is Lyndon Bain Johnson. I mean, potentially one of the dirtiest, crookedest, most despicable elected officials ever deep from the heart of Texas, my new home state here, who was nicknamed Landslide Linden as a pejorative, who was known to be a crook. And he's in D.C. Now, interestingly enough, he was groomed by, yes, I use that word, none other than Franklin Delano Roosevelt. There's some interesting stuff going on here, isn't there, folks? Now, take away the D. No, nobody really cares that they are Democrats rather than Republicans because it's also interesting to note each one of these people here, if they were to be aligned with a political party, would probably be the Democrat Party. Although I've heard that allegedly uh, <clears throat> Martin Luther King was a Republican. I'm not going to hang my head on that. Who cares? It, 60 years ago, it doesn't matter. 55 years ago, whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if you want to hang your hat on what somebody's uh, political affiliation is, you can do that. But clearly, this is dirty politics, at least in part, going on here. So RFK running for president gets killed by Sirhan Sirhan. If I get that correct, please let me get that correct. Uh, of course, that guy gets dispatched. Do we believe what happened happened? I don't know. I have my doubts. There's photographic evidence that suggests that something else is going on there. But, I mean, think about it. Why would they want to do away with this guy? Oh, he wants to investigate what's going on with the intelligence communities. He wants to get us out of the war in Vietnam. He knows there's dirty things going on. Oh, and... By the way, he was formerly the attorney general, so I would say it's safe to say he knew where there are plenty of the bodies buried, maybe literally, but quite 
quite often figuratively here. So he's a threat, a major threat to the political machine. Again, keep in mind who benefits from these things. At least in the case of three of the four, we can say clearly the military industrial complex benefited. We can say in three of the four, the Democrat Party probably benefited. To a lesser extent, the Republican Party. Certainly, the Uniparty, if you will, benefited. The powers that be, the administrative state benefited. Hmm? But but who lost? Okay? So, again, we started off with JFK. We went through Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. We're on Robert F. Kennedy, right? He's dead, too. Under, let's call them, dubious circumstances. Mysterious reasons, right? Because you... You wouldn't expect to be told the truth about this now, would you? And I mean, look, it would not surprise me in the least if this show is uh, shadow banned and prevented from going out far and wide. But I feel a moral opportunity or imperative to state what I believe should be obviously true to all of you out there that are listening to me. Our government has lied to us. In the case of all four of these men that died. Now, look, I'm not saying they were good men. I'm not saying they were perfect men. I'm not saying they didn't cheat on their wives, that they they weren't drug users, any of that stuff. Don't know, don't care. But they were four guys in the prime of their life. They were politically active and politically powerful and were deemed a threat. And they were dispatched. Now, maybe someone out there might argue that the United States was better for it. Okay, maybe. I'm not going to make that argument. I don't believe that argument. But if that's all it takes to justify killing other people now, I mean, that's not the United States I signed up for. That's that's certainly not the United States I signed an oath to protect. That certainly doesn't follow with my oath to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. In fact, that would be an example of why that they're domestic enemies, those that pulled this off. Now, I want you to think about this. If you're old enough to remember these events, if you're old enough that you were cognizant of when these things played out, and you know in the bottom of your heart that something went on here that wasn't right, that we were lied to, And when I say we, I mean we the people. The last person that was executed, I'm sorry, assassinated, was approximately three and a half years before I was born. And I can look back through a historical lens and I can see clearly that one, we were lied to. Two, the reasons that these guys were killed are not clear, but there's heavy suspicions as to why. And three, the real people never paid a penalty for it. There was no justice done here. In fact, in at least three of these instances, we can be fairly certain that the wrong people paid the price. That should bother you. And if you, by God, if you're a millennial listening to me here, 
and you believe that Trump lost that last election, if you believe there was nothing going on there that doesn't bear looking over, if you believe that 2016 was a perfectly clean election, I got news for you. They had killed four people before I was even born. If you think they're not going to steal elections, what's wrong with you? Gen X, we know. We got the score. We can, we were so <laughs> jaundiced by our government lying to us at this point that we just assume the worst of our government. I mean, we don't like it. We're not happy about it. But what else are we going to do? It just seems blatantly obvious at this point. There's a commentator that I read often, goes under the name Vox Day. And he, and I'm going to paraphrase this statement, but he says, the only thing we can be absolutely, absolutely certain of is that the official story is not right. Or that the official story is almost certainly wrong. Consider that. Consider that looking back on all the things we've heard and seen. I mean, even looking at this and filtering through what went on in allegedly January 6th, right? The great insurrection where nobody was armed and did anything. Nobody died except the protesters. We really need to be willing to go back and look at these things and see that our own government lies to us all the time. They abuse the truth because they can. Now, many times they're going to say they did it for our own good. I don't believe them. You shouldn't either. What does this mean? That means that we have to have our eyes wide open. We have to consider everything that we see and hear and honestly evaluate whether it deserves any of our trust or belief. Oh, in case you're not clear what I'm talking about, I'm talking about our U.S. government. I'm talking about all the agencies in the U.S. government. See, and what's interesting to me is both sides of the equation, the R's and the D's, they have selective belief. Well, if the army said it or if the military said it, well, clearly they'd be telling the truth, says the average conservative. Really? Where are those WMDs? Just saying. Whereas a good number of the moderates and pretty much most of the Democrats said, well, Health and Human Services and the DHA or... DHS or whatever, they would never lie to us. They want our best. The NIH is only looking out for we, the people. Really? You're not convinced that that was a lie yet? Again, the whole purpose of revisiting this is to get you to open your eyes. They got away with this back then. They did this back then. Now, whether they're directly guilty or not, don't know. But they clearly covered up. They clearly lied about it. They clearly prosecuted people that were not guilty for reasons that I don't understand. So if they were willing to do this then, what are they doing now? And what are they willing to do now? If for no other reason to maintain their own power and their own control. Going forward, you need to keep this in the back of your mind for everything else that happens. And with that, This concludes the episode of JFK Blown Away. What else do I have to say? No, I didn't start the fire. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.